Welcome to Zichud Afsi Manamem Ram Goldai and Dirma Zerchus Ksubis Daf Yud Ches. The second pair, Kaisha Shinis Armor. The Zichud Mesechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. The Gemara continues to seek other cases that the mission could have chosen. Rabbi Yeshua concedes that Hapesha Asuhu Hapesha Hitar works when no claim was initiated against a defendant. It suggests that the Tana could have said that Rabbi Yeshua agrees, but Omer Lechavero Manalavisi Mimcha Ufratibocha Shuhunama, where someone says to his friend, I borrowed a mana from you and then repaid you that he's believed. The Gemara rejects this, for then in the Seifa of the Mishnah he would have to teach, but if there are witnesses that he borrowed from him and the borrower claims he repaid him, he's not believed. This is problematic because the halacha is Hamavas Chavero Be'edim Enutzar Chavero Be'edim. That if one borrows from someone in the presence of witnesses, the borrower is not required to repay him in the presence of witnesses. The defendant would therefore be believed when he said that he repaid the loan. Point which Rabbah taught, why did the Torah say that one who admits to part of a claim must swear that the denial of the part is true? Because it's a chazaka that a person is not brazen enough to deny his obligation to the face of his lender. Therefore, it's possible that the debtor really wished to deny the entire loan, and the reason he did not deny it entirely is only because a person is not brazen enough to deny the entire loan to the face of his lender. Rabbah continues that it could be that the borrower wanted to admit the entire claim to the lender. And the reason he did not is in order that the lender will leave him alone. And he's thinking, I'll delay until I have the money and then I'll repay him. Therefore, The Torah says to impose the shavu on the borrower so that he'll admit to the entire claim. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, If witnesses come to a certified document and they say, this is our handwriting, but we were forced to sign, or we were minors when we signed, or we were unfit to testify, they're believed. But if there are other witnesses that testify that it is their handwriting, or if their handwriting is verified from another document, they are not believed. Rami bar made a statement which the more concludes applies to the ratio of the Mishnah when the witnesses are believed. He said, This only applies when they're forced with a threat to their lives. But if they say they were forced with a threat to their finances, they're not believed because a person cannot establish himself as a Russia. Rashi explains that a witness cannot disqualify himself with a self-incriminating statement because a person is considered related to himself and a person cannot testify about his relatives. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara continues to seek other cases that the mission could have chosen where Rebbe Yeshua concedes that works when no claim was initiated against the defendant. It suggests that the Tana could have said that Rebbe Yeshua agrees where someone says to his friend, I borrowed a mana from you and then repaid you that he's believed. The Gemara rejects this, for then in the Seifa of the Mishnah he would have to teach, but if there are witnesses that he borrowed from him and the borrower claims he repaid him, he's not believed. This is problematic because the halacha is Hamavas that if one borrows from someone in the presence of witnesses, the borrower is not required to repay him in the presence of witnesses. The defendant would therefore be believed when he said that he repaid the loan. Point which Rabbah taught, why did the Torah say that one who admits to part of a claim must swear that the denial of the part is true? 
Chazaka ain't Adam Eis Panav Bifnei Balchova. Because it's a Chazaka that a person is not brazen enough to deny his obligation to the face of his lender. Therefore, it's possible that the debtor really wished to deny the entire loan. And the reason he did not deny it entirely is only because a person is not brazen enough to deny the entire loan to the face of his lender. Rabba continues that it could be that the borrower wanted to admit the entire claim to the lender. And the reason he did not is in order that the lender will leave him alone. And he's thinking, I'll delay until I have the money and then I'll repay him. Therefore, the Torah says to impose the shavu on the borrower so that he'll admit to the entire claim. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, If witnesses come to a certified document and they say, this is our handwriting, but we were forced to sign, or we were minors when we signed, or we were unfit to testify, they're believed. But if there are other witnesses that testify that it is their handwriting, or if their handwriting is verified from another document, they are not believed. Rami Barakhama made a statement which the more concludes applies to the ratio of the Mishnah when the witnesses are believed. He said, This only applies when they're forced with a threat to their lives. But if they say they were forced with a threat to their finances, they are not believed because a person cannot establish himself as a Russia. Rashi explains that a witness cannot disqualify himself with a self-incriminating statement because a person is considered related to himself and a person cannot testify about his relatives. All right, so now we go to our Simr Daf Yudches and our standard Simr is a Chuppah because Ben Yudches or Chuppah, someone who's 18 should go to Chuppah. So here goes. It was an embarrassing moment at the Chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with aiding tried to pay the chasm back without aiding. And the chassan said, I lent you more. And the borrower was only motive mix us. And then the adim suddenly spoke up and said, we were forced with a financial threat, but we're not believed. Once again, it's emotion. It was an embarrassing moment at the chuppah. Chuppah, that must be more enough. Yudches. It was an embarrassing moment at the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with adim tried to pay the chassan back without adim, which reminds us, the Gemara teaches that the halacha is hamavas chavero be'edim enosar chafaro be'edim, that if one borrows from someone in the presence of witnesses, the borrower is not required to repay him in the presence of witnesses. So it was an embarrassing moment at the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with adim tried to pay the chassan back without adim. And the chassan said, I lent you more. And the borrower was only modibamixas, which reminds us, Rabbi taught me, if name ma'am retorah modibamixas yeshava. Why did the Torah say that one who admits to a part of a claim must swear that the denial of the other part is true? Chazaka ain't adameiz panam bifnei because it's a chazaka that a person is not brazen enough to deny his obligation in the face of his lender. Therefore, it's possible that the debtor really wished to deny the entire loan. And the reason he did not deny it entirely is only because the person is not brazen enough to deny the entire loan to the face of the lender. Rabba brings another rationale as well. So it was an embarrassing moment of the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with Adim tried to pay the chazaka back without aiding. And the chassan said, I lent you more. And the borrower was only motive mix us. And then the aiding suddenly spoke up and said, we were forced with a financial threat, but we're not believed. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states that if witnesses come to certify a document and they say, this is our handwriting. We were forced to sign and we were minors when we were signed or we were unfit to testify. Their belief, Rami Barakama said that this applies when they were forced with a threat to their lives, but if they said they were forced with a threat to their finances, they're not believed because a person cannot establish himself as a Russia. Russia explains that a witness cannot disqualify himself with a self-incriminating statement because a person is considered related to himself and a person cannot testify about his relatives. 
So once again, it was an embarrassing moment at the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with Edim tried to pay the chassan back without Edim. And the chassan said, I lend you more. And the borrower was only motivamixas. And then the Edim suddenly spoke up and said, we were forced with a financial threat, but we're not believed. All right, now it's time for four blah back chazara. Daf Yadal. So the simmer Daf Yadal, it is a hand and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The Almanis is a juggler who was careful to check the yichas of her dough before her show, which reminds us of bias Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua really said that a woman is not believed to say that she had relations with the kosher man to permit her to marry a Cohen. From Mishnah Adios taught that Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yudah ben testified, Almanis is she kasher kohuna, regarding an almana of a person with a suffix status, meaning an almana of a suffix halal, that she's permitted to marry into the kohuna. We see from here that Rabbi Yeshua permits her to marry to the kohuna, presumably based on her chazaka that she was permitted to marry a Cohen before this marriage. Rabbi said to Abayin that the cases do not compare. Hasim isha nises bodekas venises. There we say that a woman who marries first checks her husband's yichus and then marries. But here, when a woman acts immorally, does a woman first check the man's yichus before acting immorally? So the Almanis Isa juggler who was careful to check the yichus of her dough before her show was about to do a double suffolk act with her son, which reminds us, Rava points out that the same Mishnah contradicts Roman Gamliel's position. Rava answers that there are no contradictions. Regarding Roman Gamliel, Hasim Bari HaKashema. In our mission, the woman is Bari, about whom she had relations with. Whereas here, with the Almanah to the Suffolk Halal, her claim is only a Shema. And regarding Rabbi Yeshua, Hasim Chatzveka, Hachatresveka. In our mission, there's only one Suffolk, whereas here there are two Svekos. Rashi explains that in the mission's case, there's only one Suffolk whether the woman had relations with a fit man. In the case of Adias, the mother of the deceased Cohen was a Suffolk herself, and this widow of her son is a second Suffolk. So the Almanis Isa juggler, who was careful to check the yichas of her dough before her show, was about to do a double Suffolk act with her son when a commotion erupted because the Suffolk Halalim could not be recognized in the crowd. Which reminds us, we have a Bryce with various opinions regarding what is an Almana Isa, and concludes Yisrael recognizes the Mamzerim among them, but they do not recognize the Halalim among them. Daf Tezvav, so similar Daf Tezvav, is a fruit bowl. So here goes. It was a dark day when the majority of Jewish caravans carrying fruit bowls, fruit bowls, that must mean we're on Daf Tezvav, Tubashvat, fruit. It was a dark day when the majority of Jewish caravans carrying fruit bowls rolled into the town with the majority of Jews for a young girl who was violated, which reminds us where Yeshua ruled that a young girl who was violated was permitted to marry Cohen because the incident took place when the majority of the town had good yichus and the majority of caravans coming to the market were Jewish. Therefore, there were two majorities. The Gemara concludes that the rabbi set a high standard in yichus cases regarding a Cohen and in the case of a suffolk, whether someone is fit for the kohuna, two majorities are required. So it was a dark day day when the majority of Jewish caravans carrying fruit bowls rolled into the town with the majority of Jews for a young girl was violated. And then someone threw a heavy fruit bowl into a group of nine Jews and one Nachri and killed a Jew. Which reminds us, the source for Kol Kabul Kamexal Mexadami is the pus regarding a murderer, Ba'ar of Lobakamalov, and ambushes him and rises up against him. And it was taught in the base midrash of Rabbi Yanai, Pratlazurik, Evan will go, that the pusk is coming to exclude from capital punishment one who throws a stone into a group of people consisting of Jews and Kananim, and he kills a Jew. The Gemara clarifies that the Pusks needed in the case where there are nine Jews in the group and one Kanani. The person who threw the rock is not killed because the Kanani is considered stationed in place, Kavua, and any Suffolk relating to something Kavua is treated as having a probability of 50-50. So it was a dark day when the majority of Jewish caravans carrying fruit bowls rolled into the town with the majority of Jews for a young girl was violated. And then someone threw a heavy fruit bowl into a group of nine Jews and one Nachri and killed a Jew. 
right next to where a little baby was found abandoned inside a fruit bowl. Which reminds me, we learned that if one found an abandoned child in the city, if Rova the residents are Nakrim, he's a Nakri and can be fed in the Velas. If Rova the residents are Jews, he's a Jew regarding Hashavah's Aveda, returning lost objects. Max all Max Yisrael, if half the residents are Jews and half are Nakrim, he is treated as a Jew with regards to damages, such as paying half damages for a tom. Daft has Zayn. So the similar Daft has Zayn is toes. So here goes. The two acrobats with the large toes. Toes? That must be more on Daft the two acrobats with the large toes who performed a trapeze act at a wedding and were aiding that the call down below went out with a veil, which reminds us, the opening mission of the second parak stated, Aisha Shinis Armo Oshinis Garsha, a woman who is widowed or divorced is claiming her ksuba. She says, you married me as a basula and you owe me a ksuba of 200 zuz. And he says, no, I married you as an almana and I only owe you 100 zuz. If there are witnesses that she went out with the hinuma and her hair down, her ksuba is too in its The Gemara says that the reason she's believed is because there were witnesses, but if there are no witnesses, the husband is believed, which implies that the mission is not in accordance with Mangamaliel, who believes a woman who claims she was violated after her arison and entitles her to a full ksuba. The Gemara answers that it can even be Ramagamuel. In the earlier Mishnah, Ramagamuel believed her because it was a case of Bari Vashema, but here it's a case of Bari Vibari. So the two acrobats with the large toes who performed a trapeze act at a wedding and were aiding that the call down below went out with a veil were so surprised when they overheard the caterer tell guests this wedding hall property was your father's and I bought it from him. Which reminds me, Yeshua's mode in the Miku case of someone saying this field was your father's, but I bought it from him. He's believed for the same mouth that is forbidden is the mouth that is permitted. This is a case of Hare Ein Shor Shaku Fanacha. Here there is no slaughtered ox before you, meaning there was no grounds for a claim. If the prison had kept quiet about the field, no one would ever investigate it. But in the case of the woman who claimed she was violated after the Kedushan, Rabbi Shua holds she's not believed since it was a chassan not finding the basulim that initiated the claim. So the two acrobats with the large toes who performed a trapeze act at a wedding and were aiding that the call down below went out with a veil, were so surprised when they overheard the caterer tell a guest this wedding hall property was your father's and I bought it from him that they knocked over a coast of truma wine that was being passed in front of the kala. Which reminds us, a bright solicited various signs that a kala was a basura, one of them being, Eviro Fanel Koshel Basura. They passed before her an announcement cup. Ravada Barav explained that they passed before a cup of truma wine as if to say that if she married a Kohen, she's fitting to eat truma. When Rapapa objected and said that our Laman who marries a Kohen can also eat truma, the Gemara answers, Zoreshis Katruma Reshis. This call is having relations with their chasin is a first for her, like truma is the first that is separated from one's produce. Dafyud Zain. So the similar Dafyud Zain is a used car salesman. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman, that must mean more on Duff. Yud Zion. The used car salesman who told the chassan that the kawa was very beautiful and that he would never lie, which reminds us we have a Malkos Beisham Beisho regarding Ketza Maraknim Lifnei kawa. What do we say in the presence of the kawa? Do we say the truth or do we say kawa na chasuda? So the used car salesman who told the chassan that the kawa was very beautiful and that he would never lie and who had a side business selling used shofars at massive levayas, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa, mevatim tamator lahotzasa meis achnasas akala, where mevatim tamator to carry the dead out to burial and to accompany akala to the chuppah. When does this apply when there are not a sufficient number of people doing so? But when the number of people is sufficient, one may not be mevatal as learning. The more asked, what is considered a sufficient number of people to honor a deceased? And Rav Shmuel Barinia said in the name of Rav, 12,000 men and 6,000 men with chauffeurs for a total of 18,000 people. Other opinions are brought as well.
So the used car salesman who told the chassan that the car was very beautiful and that he would never lie and who had a side business selling used shofars at massive levayas didn't realize the car couldn't be seen behind her hinuma where she was dozing. Which reminds us the mission had stated that if there are witnesses that the call went out with a hinuma to indicate that she's a basula, she receives a ksuba of 200 zuz. They were asked, what is a hinuma? Surah Bar Papa said in the name of Ziiri, it's a round canopy of hadasim. Yochanan said, it's a veil in which the bride dozes. Rashi explains that since the eyes are covered by the veil, she sometimes dozes behind it. The term hinuma is related to tenuma, which is Hebrew for slumber. Alright, now it's time to conclude our quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do you learn that Rabbi Yeshua holds that a woman who was violated is mutter to marry a Kohen when there are two majorities? That's on Daf. Tazvav. Good. Number two, which stuff do you learn that if Adim say the handwriting on the document is theirs, but they were forced with a financial threat, they're not believed because Ain Adam Mesim Atzmo Russia? That's on Daf. Yudchas. Good. Number three. Which something learned that a woman who was divorced or widowed is believed when she says she was a basula. If there were eighteen, she went out with a hinuma and her hair down. That's on Dav. Tezayin. Good. Number four. Which something learned that a hinuma is either a canopy of adasim or a veil where the kala sometimes dozes. That's on Dav. Yudzayin. Good. Number five. Which something learned why the Torah says that a motive mixas must swear. That's on Dav. Yudches. Good number six. Which something when there were Mavatal Tamator for Levi, Samais, and Hachanas's Kala, and a sufficient number for a Levi is 12,000 with 6,000 blowing chauffeurs? That's on Dav. Yudzain. Good number seven. Which something when there were two Takanas for the Ksuba of an Almana Bas Kohen? That's on Dav. Yudbeis. Good number eight. Which of the women Rabbi Yeshua permitted the Almanus Isa to marry a Kohen because a woman who marries first checks her husband's Yichus and then marries? That's on Dav. Yedal. Good number nine. Which of the women the source for Kolkabul Kamechsal Mechsadami is from the Pasuk regarding a murderer and it was coming to exclude a case where someone threw a rock into a group of nine Jews and one Kanani and killed a Jew? That's on Dav. Tezva. Good. Number 10. Which Dafi Malchus is Beisham Beisilo regarding Kate's Merakdin Lifnei Akala? That's on Dav. Yudzayin. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goltham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.